0: to HR Tech Weekly One Step Closer with Stacy Harris and John Seltzer. Stacy, how are you?
1: Morning, John. I'm doing well. It's a crisp, really cold morning here in North Carolina. So we had uh, ice on the the ponds this morning as I was out taking my walk, and, and the leaves are all down. Um, so, so I think we, we finally have hit winter and cold weather here. How about you guys in California starting to Sort of, you know, settle down a little bit. You guys at least getting a little bit of time to get outside while, you know, we're still going into lockdown.
0: Yeah, but I should. We live in such different worlds, right? Um, Right now, it's starting to rain. It's chilly and damp. And um, in December, the hills will be bright green, and the animals will be having offspring, right? So, so our winter can look like your spring yeah um, um now, our summer looks like your idea of a desert right <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: it's, exactly. it it's like, you, Yeah. You,
0: you 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 don't have you don't have that part, but anyhow it's on the on the path to getting gorgeous there's a nice i never knew you could love fog, and when you live here, you have to love fog um and so there's a nice fog settling in, which means all the plants will be happy
1: yeah yeah and my some of my favorite pictures in that area are around this this time of the year and the fog rolling in and it, it, it's quite a beautiful thing so yes no i I get it completely um and and our fall year is not a bad thing either I can't complain I'm not in Ohio it's snowing in Ohio this week I will take you know a little bit of crisp weather for us so <laughs> yeah.
0: so, so we what we're an traveling week. but
1: we've yeah, we've had big events this week, right? We had three of our—I guess you would call them analyst conferences—virtual. But um, we had Ultimate, we had Ceridian, and then there's Degree a little bit later today that I think some of us might be attending. Oh, and Isons too, right? Um, right. So it's been a busy week. Did you? Which ones did you Good. get to attend? I got the Ultimate and Ceridian. Did you? Did you do Isons as well?
0: I did ISOMs as well, and that means that I didn't have a deep enough look at any of them. I, I, would, yeah. I would actually start this by encouraging um, people to notice <laughs> when these things clump together right? because, because you do yourself a disservice and you're making a loyalty test, um, and that's not healthy. Um, so, yeah, it, yeah, right. Cause, Cause you have to pick all of a sudden you have to pick. Um, yeah. And so I tried to get as much as I could out of each of them. And, um, I was surprised by a couple of things. The Ceridian one really surprised me. Mm-hmm. How about you?
1: I'm, I was, there was a couple that I thought, you know, Oh, I'm, i these are, these are expected, but I would agree that, um, I, I was surprised by some of the innovation that we're seeing um, that I hadn't expected, and that we haven't seen this entire year. So, uh, that was some of the things I think that, that came a little bit out of some of the um, work being done at Ultimate. Ceridian definitely um, came out of the shoot with some real clear messages. Um, and on top of the two events, of four events, right, that we're talking about um, this week, we also saw a lot of. Going on from the acquisition and, and um, aqu- acquisition and merger uh, space. So, Outmatch acquired Checkster, um, which I think is a pretty big issue in the HR sort of talent acquisition space. Um ICIMS at after event, announced the acquisition of Easy Recruit, which is another talent acquisition component um, out of France. Um, PayLocity announced the acquisition of SamePage, which is a collaboration tool. Um, I mean, this is this was just a week, and then on top of it, we had good friends who were moving from um, small businesses focused on blockchain technology and the future of the work to a major role over at Oracle. Yvette Cameron moved into the head of HCM strategy for Oracle Cloud HCM. So by no means is this a, a week where we didn't have something to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so that's Gretchen Ellercons' old job, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. Gretchen moved to ServiceNow a few months ago, Um, and I think, you know, Oracle's been looking for a while at at who's going to be taking the the lead role um, from a strategy perspective for the same applications, particularly since Chris Leone, I think, moved up a little bit and was covering more of the overall cloud product, not just HR. Um, So they were really in need of someone to handle this. And I think to really understand the audience, um, Yvette's got a great background in this. I think this was a good move for um, Goal. She's, you know, got um, experience working previously in the PeopleSoft. So she comes from sort of the early PeopleSoft crew. She worked with Saba for many, many years. She was an industry analyst for many, many years. Um, And so I think she's going to be well-rounded in this. And she just came out of doing some, uh, I guess you would call it, groundbreaking work um, with Velocity. Um, one of the new um, networks that are sort of building up around blockchain uh, identity management that's, that's coming out, Where right? You know, there, will, there are going to be many, I think, that will be growing out of this model, but uh, uh, Yvette was working on that. I mean, what do you think about this move, John? Is this, you know, Oracle has been kind of quiet on the HR space. Um, this is their opportunity to make a change. Do you think they're going to be able to do it?
0: Well, what what a complicated move we're talking about here. So the first thing the first thing that we're saying is, I believe all of the enterprise level strategy leaders in our industry are women. And that is awesome. That is really awesome. And um, and, and the, so this puts Yvette squarely in in the ranks of a generation of women leaders. So that's a that's a that's an interesting thing. But I wonder what's gonna to happen to her Federated Identity Initiative. That's that's y you, you know, if I were a member of that, I would be reacting in horror that the person who I thought was the heart of this is now working for Oracle. That's liable to concern. be really messy. That's liable to be really messy. Um, so, so it, it's a great it's a great thing. It's a great thing for the industry, and there isn't anybody more knowledgeable. There isn't anybody more knowledgeable than than, than that is.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is this. I'm excited about this move for the Oracle team because I know I've been struggling to try and find um, a message in their vision for a little while, especially for the HR audience, right? Um, so I think this was a necessary move for them, but I agree. I mean, I, I just had a briefing with the Velocity team and, you know, the, the product that they're pulling together, the initiative that they're pulling together has a lot of big names invested in it, right? Um, Ultimate SAP, um, Oracle, all of them are, are part of it now, um, so the question won't be, is, is without Yvette, will it continue to sort of hold the same level of, of cachet? Um, and I think, you know, what you're saying is that that may not be the case, but we'll have to see because it's being the sort of um, single identity um, federated model that they're kind of buying into right now, right?
0: Well, well, amongst a certain part of the industry, yes, that's true, But it's but it's not the they're the big fish, but they're hardly the only fish, and they're not really yeah. um, overall they're not really a super significant component of the total mass of the industry right i mean yeah. it's it's big old clunky enterprise companies, and um Wall Street loves them but but they don't have the really the capacity to be as flexible as they need and yeah. Um, the people who are coming up and and are going to be the people making the innovations with the data. They don't know anything about these big companies. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> no, they, don't know, they don't know a thing. So how are you going to get them in? They don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's an interesting challenge, right? You know, Workday has got its own network in the blockchain environment um, with it with sort of um, identity management. And, um, you know, we're also seeing, you know, ADP is not part of it. Paychex isn't part of it. I, I did ask them about that, um, you know, and and there was some comments. sense. There's still some conversations going on, but those are two huge, you know, entities that are not part of that kind of a network. And, and to your point, a little bit of the more sort of, I don't know if anybody would have called them the the newer guys in the block, but they're, but definitely doing some new innovations. Right. Um, and then we're we definitely aren't seeing the the Microsofts, the Googles or the um, you know the Facebooks, which is really where the data and the power sits, right like that that's the that's where most of the sort of personal identifier information is at at the end of the day, right? Yep,
0: yep, and it's smart. it It is smart for there to be a an hr industry move in this direction it's smart um um because the prices that that our our vendors are going to be charged for the data by Facebook and Microsoft are just, just wait <laughs> just wait
1: <laughs>
0: you want data about your people <laughs>
1: you know. that is a good point yeah uh,
0: yeah, you, you you know it's a market, right? It's just a market, um, <laughs> and, and and so people will play with the market like it's a market, um, and
1: this
0: is this 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 is a, a kind of you know velocity's velocity is kind of a positive thing because it shows that there's a, an industry here, and we're yeah. little as an industry, um, so that's good. Anyhow, the thing that caught my attention about besides besides I want to say one more time, I was dumbstruck by the fact that there wasn't a single person on the executive team at Ceridian who I knew. And and this new generation of leadership at Ceridian is super professional, and super competent. And all of the sense that this is a startup of some kind is gone. It's And, and it's an amazing thing to behold. It's really an amazing thing to behold. It's a total step forward. Um, so that said, skills, everybody, all week, everybody had a skills taxonomy and their own way of figuring out what skills were. Do you notice
1: that? Yeah. Oh, did you go away? No, no, I'm here. I, I, I have um, uh, knockings on the doors that you're know, working from home. It's the challenge, right? That we're all, in. Right. <laughs> I had to, I had to quickly sort of address it. Um. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, it, it was, it was an interesting um issue and, you know, it, what we what we saw at both the um their event and some of the other ones um were were different i think from from what other people expected if you were to sort of pick the stuff that you thought was was most important out of those events what what would you say it was right now
0: uh, so i want i want to try to answer that on two levels on level on one level i am really concerned about everybody building their own little tower of Babel that is the um, skills network because nobody's checking to see if they agree with each other, right? And so you are so setting up these elaborate intellectual structures And I won't be able to tell if the way you talk about it in your software is the same as the way they talk about it in their software, if I'm a person moving through the system. And so they've made, while they've they've made, it's really an enviable thing for customer lock-in to have the data in that way. Um, But... It also inhibits employee movement and the kind of cross-pollination, right? Because if you have to go – when you go to another company, you have to learn a new taxonomy entirely and a new set of tools for accessing the taxonomy, it's going to slow down business evolution.
1: It's going to. and and I think you know this is this is the same issue we were just talking about, right? Like do we create a network with everything in all in one, or do we do it in different environments, right? And right. what I think we're finding is that you know it's almost a matter of you have to start somewhere. that's that's kind of the conversation I hear most of the time, right? is is we know that it's, this isn't going to be, um, the final product. We know that it's going to actually be challenges with connecting with what other people says is the taxonomy I mean, or their definition or their value. But at least by starting, we're starting the conversation, right? Um, it may, may, we may have it all wrong on both sides, but we're at least going to find out, which is the same thing we do when we do internally with um, any kind of measurement or metrics or data analysis work. It always starts by at least showing the data you have finding out it's all wrong and then starting to have the conversation about how to fix it. Right. I mean, am I, am I, do you think I'm missing that? Or do you think that's incorrect?
0: Well, that's, that's interesting, but, but that would imply that, that everybody's going to have, you know, if if you have to show your work um, as you're moving along, that means that, that that leads to and everybody has a well-developed one because there is no emerging capacity to be able to tell the difference between these things. There's no, because, because these things are not rooted in reality. They're rooted in resumes and job descriptions, right? (laughs) And, And so, so both resumes and job descriptions are fabrications to some extent. And, and, and it's not—it's not clear that that they match what's actually going on in the world, right? You know, a resume is a distillation um, into a few words. Um, you know, the whole point of uh, writing a resume is to get it as concise as you can get it, which means there's all sorts of stuff that isn't covered, and—and <laughs> and that's where this gets rich, right? That's where this gets really rich, is is as we uncover more about each other, we'll be able to make better and better decisions, but not if you assume that you can get it all from an abstract layer. Yeah.
1: There, you know, I agree with – yeah, it dropped out. It, um we're having all kinds of technical problems this morning, but that's okay. It is technology. Um, <laughs> but I heard what you were talking about, and yes, I mean that is that is the challenge that we're facing um, with all of of this conversation about sort of job descriptions, and, and this is this is why I think we saw some of the acquisitions that we saw this week, right? I mean, the acquisition with Outmatch and Checkster, and the acquisition with iSims and Easy Crew. Um, one is a acquisition of um, the, uh, the tools that are assessing referrals um, and assessing how well someone's done on the job, that's the Outmatch and Checkster sort of assessment uh, and acquisition, and the iSIMS um, with Easy Recruit, which is more of a video conferencing or video interviewing tool, um, both of those bring in additional data, additional perspectives, right, that might help you do a better job of understanding if you had that job description correct originally. Is that, do you think that makes sense or do you think we're still too far away from where we need to be at? Well,
0: so so collecting data is interesting. Collecting data is always interesting and, and there are liable to be some um, real treasures in the data that we're starting to collect. But but in the end, it's still all a conversation about a job rather than the actual doing of the job, right? And so, so what you can imagine is that the job will get increasingly measured because there's all the computing capacity and it's always some sort of interface where you can measure everything. Um, and there will be data that is not inherently intelligible in English about what skills actually are. And it won't, be in, it won't be coherent in English because it's all in machine speak, right? It's all data. Um, um, and that's, that is gonna come up and there's gonna be this conflict between that organically developed actual representation of the work and the theoretical framework that people are trying to put on it. And that's actually Pretty um, um pretty close to the class warfare that we're seeing starting to emerge right there's this theoretical layer on the top, and there's the way it actually is on the bottom and 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 there's a duking it out going on and so my guess is you'll is we'll see that six or seven years from now that that the that the intersection of technology and theory is messy. Yeah. and and it started to emerge here. So there are some there's going to be some utility over the next 5 to 7 years, but this is a research project with really deep implications.
1: Well, and, and I think, you know, you, you know, this kind of starts where we began the conversation at, right? Which is this idea that um, you know, can you create a network? Can you have it all? And, and the answer is eventually we'll get there and eventually the the mixture of the technology and the systems are going to sort of pull all this together but as we get as we get there it's going to be messy right and and i you know for one you know i think that you know the the organizations the solution providers who are trying to get us there right you know particularly in the HR space, you know, we've also got a lot of organizations on the sort of consumer side with the Facebooks and the Googles and the Microsofts who are also trying to get us there. Right. Um, I think, you know, we're going to see different different perspectives on how you get there. I mean, a lot of what we saw both in the ultimate event and in the Ceridian event, I think um, was that, you know, they were both taking a, 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 a perspective that if they were able to get, larger, more global organizations, not only would they increase their value and their numbers and all the, the, the big things that you want to get out of a growing business, but there was definitely a perspective that if we do that, we'll have a better view of how work works and how people interact. And so there was a data component to the conversations that both of them were having, I think, um, that I don't know that we would have heard even five years ago, right? It would have been just about the finances and the money and the value proposition of just getting bigger customers. But we definitely heard, uh, I think, a data conversation here, too, which I think goes along to what you're saying. Like, they know they need to get it. They know they need to be there. Um, do you think there will be a winner in this race, though? Do you think do you think there is, this is a race, or is this we're all going to get there at the same time and, and create something new?
0: So, So I think this is the aviation industry after Kitty Hawk after the first flight, and after the first flight, there were a kajillion people wanting to be a company that made flying machines, Um, and there were many who were successful, and none of them became, none of them (laughs) became Boeing or Lockheed, Um, and, and none of them became Howard Hughes with the first airline, none of them. And so, so I think that's how this this how this goes is we're marching into a future where much of the stuff we know is going to be somewhat irrelevant because because it's handleable and 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 so the idea that what we're going to do forever is get better and better and better and better and better and better at the same thing. And the way you hear that expressed at these meetings is is that, that we need a better view into how work actually happens is an absolutely common thread between all of the vendors. Mm-hmm. And when HR goes to the operations and says, we need a better view of how the work actually happens, operations says, get the hell out of here. <laughs> they, they, they don't say, come on in. They say, you're just going to interrupt our work. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> um, um, right? <laughs> and, so, and so the industry have is to going agree, to run yes. into that same thing, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's how it always goes. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and so, so the industry is going to have the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I, that, I think there is a challenge. That's the adoption yeah. problem for this next stop, right? Well,
1: we, and, that, yeah. and that's true, right? We, we're... We talk a lot about mobile. We talk a lot about um, better user interface, about, you know, reviewing, you know, sort of all the different products that are going to be HR service delivery, which is really important, I think, over the next several years. But at the end of the day, the really valuable tools are the ones that the employees don't even know are gathering data around what they're doing, right? That, that to me, I just had this conversation with someone the other day that, that as important as all of these HR technologies are, and I do think that they are that the work they're doing is important and, the, and the, um, the new improvements we're seeing in time and payroll, uh, both Ceridian and Ultimate had some great conversation about what payroll will look like in the future, right? Um, all of those things are important, but the real innovation is going to be sparked by those products and those tools that sit on top of a lot of these technologies. That you don't even know are there that are capturing data, information, and um, insights um, without basically interrupting the work that's happening. Right?
0: That's some interesting stuff there. That's a, that's a long, long conversation about surveillance of employees without them knowing. <laughs> is is get um... it? I get it. That's
1: that's libel. HR.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's worse than creepy HR. <laughs> people will people will behave differently under those circumstances yeah. right and that's the problem is be is is like like i' I'm starting to have uh, conversations with people who where the ground rule is we can't talk about what we're talking about we have to talk around what we're talking about yeah. um <laughs> and, you know, Because that's, that's that's the
1: tools you're using to communicate are, are capturing everything you're saying, right? That's right. Yeah, no, it, I get it completely, but I also think that the next generation is, is aware of this and is also more willing to do that if they don't have to fill out another form or tell you how they feel or um, tell you what their work is, right? Like there, there's a trade-off to this, um, this sort of, you know, Orwellian you know, <laughs> view of the world, right? Um, and we, I think, are going to have to find the happy medium and what's the ethics around it. Um, but I do think that it's part of what the future looks like, right?
0: Yeah, yeah I, I actually completely agree with you. And I'd say it this way, that that our current idea of privacy is is very weird and built on a worldview that emerged when there were under a billion people. And, and so, so the idea of privacy includes this very spacious view of the world where there's lots of room for everybody. But it's not like that anymore. There's a lot more of us. And when there's a lot more of us, you get a lot less privacy. Um, it's just how it is. Privacy is people not being around, and, and when there's more of you, there's more of you around. Um, and so we're so we're going to make some adjustments. And one of the cool things is that when you reduce privacy, you get better fit. Right? That's that's the the trade off. With privacy, is the less I know about you, the the the, the less well I can serve you. Um, and, yeah. Right right and so yeah, that, better that's service comes yeah. better service comes with deeper knowledge um and then you have to ask is the better service worth it exactly
1: and and i think that the that the answer is somewhere in the middle on this one because i think the my um you know my generation and your generation are pretty clear that there are, you know, a lot of things that are not worth giving up our privacy for, right? Um, right. I think the next generation after us is is very comfortable that um, some of their privacy will be given away for the sheer fact of being able to get the right kind of products sent to them, right, to get the right kind of commercials to – to not have to filter through so much information and to have it sort of just provided when they need it. And and I think that's going to happen to our enterprise systems as well, right? I think we're going to, at at our work environments, we're going to see a lot more conversation about, um, you know, the more you know about me, the more you can, you know, do a better job providing benefits, the more you can do a better job um, showing me opportunities, you know, the more you can do a better job actually um, supporting me when I'm having problems. And to do that, we have to be comfortable that um, we also have very clear ethical guidelines along what you can't do. and I don't think those are in place right now. So I think that's that's a, a bit of the sticking problem, right is we don't we don't know what we can and can't do with the data yet.
0: that's that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right, and there's so many ways to 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 run on from there. What a what a great end to the show! I I, I love it when 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 the conversation could go on longer. That's it's good. Um, it's good. Um, so thanks for doing this, and thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, you've been listening to HR Tech Weekly. One step closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumpter. Bye-bye now.
1: Thanks, everyone. Bye.